The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and Southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Today's show is sponsored by Baker Hughes, who recently launched a new and reimagined Baker Hughes brand. As an energy technology company, they strive to make energy safer, cleaner, and more efficient for people and the planet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Permian Perspective. It is so nice to be spending time with all of you. And as always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen, whether you're in your car, your office, during your workout, where else could you be listening? Hmm, maybe at the breakfast table, wherever you're at, I really appreciate you spending this time together. I'm here today in my office in Midland, Texas, and joining us is Katie Cervantes, and she is the president of 4K Land Services. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Katie, I'm so excited to hear your story, and we're going to jump into that in just a minute. But before we do so, I want to thank everyone who has shared our podcast with friends and family and colleagues. We now have listeners all over the world, and of course, my friends right here in the Permian Basin, and I appreciate each and every one of you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave those five-star reviews. We've had some very kind ones over the past year, and I cannot thank you enough, so please feel free if you have an extra two minutes. Actually, it might only take one minute, just one minute, head on over there, hit five stars, leave leave a few words on why you like Permian Perspective, and we will uh, definitely mention you in a future broadcast. So thank you. Well, now it's time to hear Katie's story. Katie Cervantes, I'm so excited. And we have mutual friends, and it's just it was just meant to be for us to visit today. So let's get started on how you got started in the oil and gas business. Well, it's a perfect segue when you say meant to be and perfect timing. That is the story of my life, and that's the story of how this company came to be. This is actually 20 years in the making. So I was a student at Abilene Christian University, and my sophomore year, I got a phone call from my youth minister who asked me if I would be a youth intern with him at Hillcrest Church of Christ there in Abilene. I have no interest in youth ministry whatsoever, but he said I got to go camping with the kids on Wilderness Trek and take them to uh, Mount Albert in Colorado. I said, great, I'm in. Right. That sounds like a good day spent. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And a summer, and I thought, okay, fantastic. So I was asking him about, you know, where I was going to live and all that kind of stuff. He said, no, no problem. We're going to introduce you to your host family. And I said, okay, great. So I then met the Moores. And the Moores consisted of Kathy and Kelly Moore and their sons, Kyle, Casey, and Callie. And so I made Katie. Katie. And it was (laughs) love at first sight. I lived with them over the summer and we instantly became more than host family and intern. It was just an extension of my family. We've stayed in touch over the years off and on. Kelly has had an incredible career, Fort Worth Christian Schools. And then Kathy actually has been a coach. She was nominated at Abilene Christian University Sports Hall of Fame recently as her coach at volleyball and then coached alongside Wes Kitley, who is now the Texas Tech head track coach. But fast forward 20 years to just a month or so ago, and Kelly Moore calls and he says, hey, what you doing? (laughs) Don't you and love those calls? Fantastic. Yes. And it, at first, being me, if you've ever listened to Brene Brown, is it foreboding joy? Yes. I, I'm a little bit of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happened? Who in the family is hurt or or what's going on? But he he said, no. He said, Kyle, and I just want to come pick your brain. I thought, okay, you're going to use short 
dull objects. It's not going to take much. <laughs> and he assured me, no, that was not the case. Well, Kyle was doing land work and is currently doing land work in the Permian Basin. I have also been doing land work since 2014. But they had talked about what's going on. They did not know that I was no longer employed with the current company that I had been with. And so since March, I have just been a full-time rancher's wife and out in between New Mexico and Midland with our kids and all the cattle and horses and just kind of reevaluating and seeing what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing contract land work, but nothing substantial or under a company and just trying to see what that looked like, taking my time. We sat down, we had, they drove in from Abilene, we had lunch and he said, we can't believe that we are paying consultants out of town, out of state, to come in and advise clients, advise operators to charge us for right-of-ways and easements that are sitting at a computer screen hundreds and thousands of miles away and have no idea what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And Katie, your name keeps coming up. And I thought, good or bad? (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, they know that I have been involved in land work, rights of ways, easements, land management, specifically with ranches in southeastern New Mexico. I thrive on working with the BLM and New Mexico State Land Office, things that when you talk to most companies over here, it's that is the bane of their existence. But you love it. I love it. I love that. It's a niche. Mm-hmm. And mainly it's because I went in, ignorance is bliss. I went in not knowing. And so I asked. I walked into the office. I didn't know better than to not call the New Mexico State Land Commissioner and ask him for a meeting. Why not? <laughs> Why not? What's the worst that they can say? Ex- exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I've learned over the years mm-hmm. is the worst thing that someone can tell you is no. Mm-hmm. And it really is not that bad when right. that happens. All it means is that another door is going to be opening that's better for you. Absolutely. So, so that's kind of in a nutshell how that got started. I love that. What a great story. And I know I can tell because you and I just met, we've you know been in the same circles, but we just met. But I can tell you and I both share that same sentiment that everything happens for a reason. And that was a God thing when he called and oh, reached absolutely. out. Uh, absolutely. That's incredible. So you know, let's talk a little bit about being a lambman. What has that been like since 2014, you said? Correct. Because you've seen you've seen a couple highs and lows in the oil and gas industry since then. Timing is everything. <laughs> yes. And so I worked for, well, again, I kind of have to back up a little bit how I even got it. I didn't know a frack from a tennis shoe. I'm not from the oil and gas industry. I'm a West Texas girl mm-hmm. in the panhandle, Friona born, and then graduated high school from Friendship High School in Lubbock, Texas. A little College. Lubbock shout out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go Red Raiders. I don't mind. Uh, and So I'm used to the area, but oil and gas has just not been a part of my past. I've ranching, animal science, horses, that type of stuff has been my past. But I, through a situation, I needed a a job to help support my kids and I. I was working as a single mom. And two of some of the finest men that I know, Mark Bales and Tobin Scott, we met through Golf Course Road Church of Christ through our life group. And I asked one night for prayers for a job, and they didn't even bow their heads. They said, you can start and work as our administrator. And they were starting Aggie Tech Energy Services. I started as their administrator, and then I knew I needed more. I wanted more, because if I'm not growing and I'm not expanding, it's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. It's just how I'm built. And I said, I'm looking for something new. And they said, actually, have you considered being a landman? I was like, number one, I'm a girl. <laughs> number two, I don't know anything about it. And thankfully, landman stands for land manager. 
And all it means is that... I'm so glad you said that because I, I was wondering where that came from. <laughs> it's not a sexist statement at all. No. In fact, there are some really incredible women that continue to be ladies and, and as feminine as I'll get out that are incredible landmen. So it is land manager and it's a liaison basically between an oil and gas operator an owner of a piece of property, and then any government regulatory agencies that have any involvement. So it could be something as simple as putting in a pipeline across somebody's property. It could be building an oil and gas facility, a new rig, any a lease, a business lease, anything like that. Where New Mexico gets a little bit more complicated is you can have an owner of the surface and federal government, BLM, owns a lot of land in southeastern New Mexico. So does the New Mexico State Land Office. And then you can have a private owner as well. Now, in addition to the BLM owning the surface, you can have a grazing lessee, someone that has cattle and is also grazing that property. So that's actually where my husband and I come in. So we lease a uh, over 150 sections in southeastern New Mexico wow. and raise cattle out there. And it covers, so someone else owns the surface. Mm -hmm. This covers BLM lands, New Mexico state lands, and then some private lands. So what I get to do is be a liaison. If I'm working on behalf of the rancher, I'm on behalf of their interest and in protecting their cattle, their fences, their boundaries, their homes, their water. If I'm operating on behalf of the oil and gas operator, I'm going to help them negotiate damages to what they're going to pay the rancher, how many fence crossings they're going to have to do, how many road crossings. If I need to get permission from New Mexico State Land Office or Federal Bureau, all of those entities. So it's complex, and yet at the same time, it's just communication. Right. I love that. And I love that you, you did not go to college for this. No, I did not. You you had a completely different path, but yet look how you took all that knowledge learned right through through college and, and through what you loved and turned it into this amazing career. What advice would you give to someone that is maybe thinking about getting to oil and gas? Because obviously you I'm assuming self-taught, but you know, you your yours was on the job training and learning from asking those questions. What advice would you give to someone that's maybe thinking of stepping into something sure. like this. I would talk to someone or look at someone that you think, that's interesting. I wonder what they do or find an aspect. I did not know much about land work at all. And Tobin and Mark were just the kind of people they wanted their employees to succeed, still do. And they afforded me the opportunity to go to Midland College here to landman school. And so I got my landman certificate. And then I also was able to train under a title attorney. This is not the norm. Right. Nothing about my my way up is the norm. I did not know that my ranching background, my land background was going to be the thing that actually brought me to success in this industry and in southeastern New Mexico. Being able to understand now the aspect, the oil and gas perspective and understanding what they need specifically in saltwater disposals, water transfer. That's been basically the focus of what I've been doing the last five years. And then also understanding the rancher's perspective, being able to communicate on both sides and understanding both parties' needs before you even walk in the door has been unbelievable. And that is just God has prepared my way to be here at this at this time. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because so many people think there's, you know, there's just one way to get somewhere. There's one way to do it, or I've got to go to this school, or I've got to go do that. But really, no two recipes are the same. And I think that's for any any job, any business, anything that you're passionate about. But the beautiful part is, is the people that you meet along the way help you get there. And that's what I'm getting from you is that you have just met some incredible people along the way. And I think that's important for people to, you know, really think about you know, when they're thinking about their journey, they may not be where they want to be right now, but this is just a step to get where you're supposed to be. And honestly, that is the reason that I'm here. And it's the people that God has put in my life over the years. Perfect example, Golf Course Road Church, been a member there for a while. And, you know, you have to reach out of your comfort zone. You may not be a people person, but if you want to succeed in any business relationships and networking. And that doesn't mean that you have to go to to socials and all of that kind of stuff. It's networking within who you know. And if you are supposed to be down a path, I promise you those people will be put in your path if that's where you're going. It just happens. But I was at Golf Course Road and I signed up for a mentorship program that they had. And it was a woman-to-woman mentorship. And I got put with Gail Burleson. Wow. (laughs) Right? She told me that she knew you. I called her. So she was my mentor. I did not know her from Adam. I had no idea who she was. She didn't know who I was. I had just started in with Aggie Tech. And she is, for those of you that don't know, she is the vice president of business development for Contra Resources. She's also head of the land department. Wow. I'm just so, like to be put together with her. I mean, what an amazing mentorship. Exactly. So over the years, I have been able to sit across from the woman that has been in the trenches. Now, she has a chemical engineering background. Absolutely one of the most intelligent women I've ever met. She proved to me that you can be in an executive position, you can be a leader in the oil and gas industry in a West Texas town, and you can remain classy, you can remain yourself, you can remain true to yourself, and you can be a family person. All of those things that I admired and I respected and I didn't want to change. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be an aggressive female, uh, for lack of better words, you can remain true and kind of good. If you know your stuff, people will respect you out here in the basin. Well, I can tell you know your stuff. So <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited to share your story because I think it, you were an inspiration to a lot of women in this business. And just hearing hearing how you got here. And now I want to hear where you're going because I'm so excited about your new business that is opening up called 4K Land Services because not only because you're doing it, but it's all women. How amazing is that? Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, now it's not all women. Oh, and one guy, right? Is that's it, right. <laughs> so Kelly is married to Kathy. Mm-hmm. So and then so Kelly and Kathy and then myself, Kyle Moore, and then his wife, Beth. And so the 4K is, of course, Kathy, Kelly, Katie, and Kyle. And right. so that's how we came up with the 4Ks. Not a huge leap, but <laughs> something just clean and crisp. And, and we couldn't believe that it wasn't used. <laughs> so you, simple is always the best route if possible. Yes, for sure. So... Again, you know, what Kyle was saying, what I've known, I think my biggest surprise when I came out here and I started working in the oil field is I assumed everyone knew more than I did. I assumed that everyone and I'm just going to have to be catching up and I'm going to be riding coattails. What we're going to be doing is just an expansion of what I've been doing for saltwater disposal companies is I'm going to be using the personal relationships that I have, our current neighbors, my husband and I's ranch neighbors, and using those relationships, using the relationships that I've made with the operators, with the landman I know at EOG, Chevron, Concho, XTO, all of these relationships that I've developed and worked with over the years, there's been so many layoffs 
so many people during this unprecedented time. I know that's an overused word. It's But it's the truth. It is unprecedented. We're on this huge yeah. learning curve. Everyone's mm-hmm. on this learning curve. But so many people have been out of work. And landmen tend to be the first to be let go. It's a paying job for people that are expanding. You don't need right-of-ways if you're not laying new pipelines. And even though the traffic is still high out there in southeastern New Mexico, you can tell things have slowed way, way down. So there's been a lot of people that have laid off. However, there is still a need for these people and the people that have the relationships that truly understand the business that are literally in the field. I can go out. I know where to meet people. I know where the roads are. I know where the ranches are. I know the ranch boundaries. I understand fencing. I understand cattle. I understand BLM. Somebody does not have to call a person in Oklahoma City or somewhere else. They know that they can call me and I can physically be out on location within an hour and a half, two hours. I can deal with their problem. We can work on pipelines. I call them turn and burns. Uh, <laughs> when things heat up and it's fast and it's hot, you always needed something yesterday. Right. And so I pride myself on knowing the people to call. It's the contacts. They know that I respect, whether I'm talking to someone at the BLM, I respect their rules and regulations. I also respect the landowner. The landowners trust me. They know that I absolutely have their best interest in mind and I'll follow up. So what we're doing is just expanding on the groundwork that has been laid over the last four or five years. And now I have a whole team to work with me on the accounting side, on the business development side, all of that. And just excited to see where God takes it, honestly. I love that. I'm so excited for you all. And I know you will be a huge success. I know it's going to do wonderful things. What is the word on the street right now for oil and gas? I think we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, but they want to know what really is happening in West Texas and in the Permian Basin. So where are we in in the state of this post-COVID or during COVID? Because we're not even post yet. (laughs) We are still in it. So, you know, I have only my perspective. And one of my favorite sayings is, don't close your mouth and let people think you're a fool. But, you know, if you open it, then it'll be confirmed. So I try not to speak about too many things that I'm not. I love that. Uh, but from my own to I literally driving down 128 yesterday, and that's the highway between Carlsbad, New Mexico and Jal, New Mexico. It's one of the busiest highways in all of New Mexico, if not the United States right now. Mm-hmm. There are some rigs. There are not enough. There are some pipelines going in. Not enough. Drilling is definitely slowed. I know that the layoffs are continuing. I know that there are people still moving out of the community just from the for sale signs going up. Mm-hmm. I could not speak to any you know particular operator how that's going. I know that some people were set up better than others to mm-hmm. handle this storm. I do believe that it's just a storm. And Permian Basin has always come back and tends to come back stronger each time. Absolutely. So I have no doubt that it's it's on its way back up and those people that have the faith and they know who they are, they've already defined themselves and they're not trying to recreate who they are. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to that are going to hold on. So there are some rigs out there. The traffic is picking back up. I see a silver lining. I love that. Thank you for sharing your perspective. I, I love everything you had to say. That was awesome. Let's talk a little bit about you. I'm going to ask you some questions because I always love to know what the leaders of the oil and gas industry are listening to and reading. And so do you have a favorite book or a podcast? I do. I have a bunch, but I'll narrow it Yay, down. you're like me. <laughs> right? I, I give always me something. A, throw them at me. <laughs> so Brant Hansen's Unoffendable. Okay. I think I've read it four times. I'm on my fifth time, and I just keep it. I'm an Audible, huge Audible fan because I have mm-hmm. so much windshield time. Right. And so, man, I just plug it in, and whatever chapters it, it's on, I just think that that's the one I'm supposed to hear for Say the day. Say it again. I'm going to type it in our show notes Absolutely. Here. It's called Unoffendable. Unoffendable. By Brant Hansen. Awesome. And 
basically, if you're of faith, we as Christians should be the most unoffendable people in the world because we have been saved by grace. And if we would focus on that, then it helps us focus all of our energy and our love on other people. And we don't have to spend time being offended because if Christ wasn't offended by all of the people that he encountered, then who are we? So it is just a reminder and a day-to-day realism. So that is one of my absolute favorite books. As far as podcasts, Brene Brown. Yes, love Brene. (laughs) Oh, man, The Power of Vulnerability. It's life-changing. It's absolutely incredible getting out of your own way. Yes. It's a great daily reminder. And then, then of course, Andy Stanley. So true leadership. And then, of course, from a a Christian perspective, too, but absolutely fantastic leader. So those are things that I have on hand all the time. Great. What about a quote? Do you have a favorite quote that you live by? You know, I don't know that it's by anyone in particular, but treat everyone the same and with respect. And that's the person that takes out your trash to the person that you're going to see in the suit. Everyone has value. And what we see on the outside is never the whole truth about anyone. And I think that has served me so well over the years. And my parents taught us that from a very early age. And so always respect and treat everyone equally and with love and kindness. You do not know the battles that people are fighting. Yes. Amen. Amen. What about the most important lesson you've learned? Ooh, Most important lesson that you can be right, but you don't have to tell people that you're right and you don't (laughs) have to die on that cross all the time. You can be as right as you want to, but it doesn't necessarily win you any bonus points when you point it out. That is so true. (laughs) Oh, let that one sink in, everyone. Let that one sink in because I know I need to. (laughs) That's a good one. We think we are all very right in our rightness, you know. Yes. Yeah. That is that is so good. And I think you know, just kind of thinking back through the years when I've made that mistake. <laughs> Usually it's the ego that comes into play. 100%. That ego is something else. <laughs> There's and, a saying that anyone who drives faster than we are idiots and anyone who drives slower than we do are morons. You know, we just <laughs> have this sense that we are in the right, that we are. And yeah, we, we probably should uh, simmer the ego just a bit. Just a little bit. All right. So tell me, if you had one thing to say right now to someone that is maybe thinking of going down the same path as you, they're like, oh, I think I want to be a landman and I want to do this, but they're just getting started. Someone heading into college. What advice would you give them? Absolutely. So there's actually different avenues of landman within a landman job. So you can have surface landman, you could have mineral title work, you could have just title work. Some people like to deal with people and have those conversations. That's my deal. I love to meet people and and find out what their needs are. So look into it if that's something that you're interested in. If there's a specific niche in that, maybe it's the mapping part of it. Maybe it's the ArcGIS work. Any of that, I would see if you're interested in some of it or all of it, and then start finding out who the experts are in that area or who's working in that area. Reach out, make contact. One of the things that I would tell people, don't be afraid to ask. Mm make that phone call. Hey, I know you're in this business. I think more people, especially out here in West Texas, want to help other people. But if you don't ask, you you will never know. Very so. true. And what what is your favorite thing about West Texas? Oh, people. Yeah. 110%. There is nothing like it. I had a chance to live on Oahu, Hawaii. My brother was stationed there in the military oh, and wow. trained polo poli- ponies, ponies on the island and thought it was just, you know, the best thing ever. And I missed, I was so homesick and I was so homesick for the people. And there is just something about the generosity and the gentleman nature, old school, the handshakes and the smiles and just the kindness. Yes. What's the one thing you've learned the most through COVID-19? 
that it's a chapter. There is oh. absolutely nothing permanent about this. This mm-hmm. is nothing greater or less than anything else that we've ever experienced before. It's just a moment and it's just something new and it's different. And it can, you know, change is fearful, mm-hmm. change is uncomfortable. And it absolutely does not rock the boat of anybody that knows who they are. Yeah, so true. Tell me something good. <laughs> We're almost done. I don't want this. I don't want our our podcast to end. This has been so much fun. But tell me something good. Let's see. You know, my son is about to be sixteen and starting school soon. Well, whatever that oh. looks like, right? We talked <laughs> about that. Yeah, for a little four week delay for those of you who maybe aren't in the area. MISD just announced this week that they will be doing remote learning for four weeks, but they're still starting school, right? It's just going to be remote. It is remote, <laughs> exactly. And we're all just learning and, and yes. going with the change. And some of us better than others, but we are going with the flow. <laughs> but one of the things that COVID did for us and my family this summer is that the kids had a chance to spend more time on our ranch than they ever have before. And my son was able to flank calves with us. And it's old school. We we drag the calves to the fire to do the branding and the whole. It's, it's take you back 200 years. And they did it exactly the same. And being able to share that experience with my kids and watching them be a part of that and something that their grandfather was a part of and their mm. father, those things are just, it is, it is such incredible. And that's been the most fun thing. And I think we can all find positives mm-hmm. out of the craziest situations. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much, Katie. This has been such a pleasure. If you would like to learn more about 4K Land Services, you can find them online. And I just cannot tell you how thankful I am that you spent this time with us today and we got to hear your story. And I'm just so proud of you and excited to see where 4K Land Services goes because I know you're going to do amazing things here and continue to do amazing things here in the basin. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's now time to announce this week's community MVP. And this week's community MVP is Mission Agape. They are committed to fighting food insecurity. And I actually asked Katie when she walked in, I was like, who is your favorite nonprofit that is doing good in our community? And you picked this week's community MVP. So what is it that you love about Mission Agape? You know, it's hard enough right now for kids and everything that they're facing in school, but to have to worry about food or where your next meal comes from is something that no kids should have to face. And this organization, taking that burden off of a parent, taking that burden off of a child is huge. That lets a kid be a kid and it lets a mom worry just a little bit less. Yes. And I can't speak enough to anybody that helps the life of a child will be blessed. And so I I really hope that this organization just thrives. Wonderful. Well, thank you for selecting that today. And if you'd like more information, you can go to missionagapewtx.org. Well, that concludes this week's Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. Of course, a very special thank you to Baker Hughes for sponsoring Permian Perspective. As many of you know, they recently launched a new and reimagined Baker Hughes brand, Love the Green. The green just popping on their new logo. And as an energy technology company, they're striving to make energy safer, cleaner, and more efficient for people in the planet. So just remember, dream big, believe in yourself, and never give up. Thanks for joining us. You make it a great day. Hey, everybody. Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on. But we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as 
in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.